You're listening to the Diet Rebel Podcast with Kiki Smith. If you're a woman who hates the idea of having to choose between loving your body and changing it, then you are a diet rebel and this podcast is for you. In this podcast, we talk about everything from loving your body exactly as it is now to becoming the most fit, lean, and toned you've ever been, no matter how old you are, how many tiny humans you've birthed, or how many times you've lost and regained the same 15 or 50 pounds. Seriously, you don't want to miss it. So grab a snack, preferably protein-based, and sit back and enjoy this episode. Hey guys, it's Kiki from Eat More to Weigh Less, and I'm here today with Danny J from the Sweaty Betty's, formerly known as the Sweaty Betty's. I don't even know how to introduce you anymore. <laughs> uh, she is- a- I know, I know. That works. Yeah. Okay. So good. I don't know. You guys have probably seen her everywhere. She's all over social media. She is a former fitness competitor, personal trainer. Uh, she's doing a lot of social media uh, marketing and things now. So she's a great person to go to for learning all the new networks that are out because they're coming out like crazy. Um, business information, mindset training, motivation. Like I go to this girl for everything. So I, tell us what you are doing right now, Danny. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So I know it's kind of crazy right now. I'm, I'm really in the middle of transition and everything in my life. Like I just moved four weeks ago to Utah and just so many things are changing. But honestly, I've been training for over 10 years and I started the Sweaty Betty's in 2011. Literally, it'll be four years this month. I think we started in August. And after years and years of training hundreds, if not thousands of clients, um, I really specify, I really worked with weight loss clients. And what I found over the years was there wasn't a single diet, there wasn't a single workout that everybody did that gave results, right? right? I could give some people the same thing and one person would get results and one person wouldn't, or I could give people different things and they would both get results. What I found that it came down to was that there was a decision to change and the belief that it could be done. And I also found a lot of other underlying things. I seem to attract a lot of women with binge issues and and those kind of things like issues with food. And I realized that there was also some financial ties and other mindset ties in with that. So I just, the last year and a half, I honestly could not put another workout video on YouTube or post another meal plan because I felt like it was almost misleading people. I felt like if I said, here, do this workout for great abs or good ass or eat this food and it's going to make everything perfect. It just wasn't, it wasn't truth. Right. Right. And I felt not that anything I did before that was wrong. It's just that I learned that the people that were getting results had something different than the people that were, and it had nothing to do with the food or the workouts. So right now I'm in the middle of rebranding from sweaty buddies to dannyj.com. That way I can talk about more of the mindset stuff, more of the financial aspects, more of everything else I want to talk about that I felt I guess I just felt trapped by sweaty buddies in the fact that I felt like I needed to do workouts and fitness specifically. And this way I feel like I could talk about whatever I want and I'm not limited by the brand name, which maybe I wasn't in the first place, but for me mentally it was freeing. So yeah, that's where I am. So yeah, kind of in the middle of everything. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I totally understand that because I feel like that sometimes too. Like I want, you know, because like you said, you just realize that it's, it's not even about the diet. Because you can give somebody what seems yeah. like the perfect diet and workout, 
but yet it's not working for them. But where they are mentally, it, it truly is the difference. And it's like you can, it's so hard to say that when, you know, like you say, people are coming, especially with eat more to weigh less, you know, they're coming to weigh less. So it's really hard sometimes right. to try to venture off into the like, okay, well, you got to get your, you know, your mind has to change first before the physique changes yeah. happen. So, you know, yeah. but I, I'm so grateful for people like, you know, like you and like, Joe Coleman and people, you know, that have like paved the way for more of the like putting the mindset back into it because I think we separated that for so long yeah. that it just became, you know, some, it just Absolutely. became our body, how it looked on the outside. And the more we worried about how it looked on the outside, the less it's changing, <laughs> you know? So, and I know, um, yeah, yeah. We, we interviewed you a while, 2013, I think it was, about, um, yeah, your, your metabolism, dam the metabolic damage that you were going through, uh -huh. the, um, adrenal yep. fatigue. And I know you've talked a lot about yep. that, but I just really wanted to have you back to just to kind of give the update on what's, what's been going on since then. Did, you know, like, did you do some magic plan and then all the weight fell back off or what, what, what have you been going through right. in the last two years? No. <laughs> this is so perfect. I'm so glad right now we're talking about it because a lot of people have been coming back and saying, okay, where are you at now? Where are you at? Mm -hmm. What's like update us? And 2000, okay, so it was about the end of, it was 2010 when it all started, 2011 when I was really in the depth of like really quick weight gain. Basically, I was doing fitness competitions. I was dieting super strict, lots of cardios for months and months and months and months on end. And then all of a sudden, everything I was doing wasn't working anymore. And we were always told, work out more, eat less. And I was like, I can't really work out any more than I am or eat less than I am. And I'm gaining weight. So how is this happening? Right. And so I was literally going insane. And I'm sitting here as a trainer helping people with weight loss, yet I'm gaining weight. So I felt for the longest time like, I'm a fraud. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Or I was even going home crying because it was working for my clients and not for me. I'm like, what, what is wrong with me? And there's another aspect besides the mental aspect is the hormonal aspect. Right. And so I learned, I took a crash course in hormones. And over the last two years, it's been a journey. And basically what happened was 2013 was when I really just put some emphasis on healing. And what happened and how I did it was basically I did exactly what you're, you're title is. I ate more. <laughs> um, I actually ate more and I worked out less. Right. Like completely flipped, right. flipped it. I the actually stopped of everything working out. We've been told. <laughs> yeah. Everything we've been told. And I remember going to the doctor. I'm like, I'm gaining all this weight. And he was like, well, you just need to eat less and work out more. And I was like, mother, <laughs> like I'm going to strangle you. Because I'm like, dude, you don't even know. I'm doing two hours a day of cardio. I'm doing an hour at the gym. I'm eating like everything I can. I'm like, I guarantee I eat better than everybody around here. Like I was just going to go off. Right. I was so angry. And so I basically was like, screw it. I'm getting fat anyway. I'm going to eat what I want. And so I started just eating whatever. Right. And the weight just stopped. I, like I stopped gaining. And I was like, whoa, this is interesting. <laughs> I'm eating more. And I'm not gaining anymore. Oh, like okay. how did that happen? <laughs> So it, it started making me think like there's something else is going on, obviously. Mm -hmm. There's more to it than just eat less and work out more. Mm -hmm. And the next part was I had to deal with the anxiety of not working out because 
my identity was wrapped up in like right. being an athlete and working out all the time and being a fitness trainer and to go home from my clients and go take a nap instead of working out. That was hard for me to wrap my mind around. Mm -hmm. So I went to hypnosis and I was just working through all this stuff and reading lots of books. Like I had to get down inside and deal with like spiritual issues and mental issues because I think I had used my outlet, like the physical outlet to avoid feelings. Right. And right. so basically I took off the last two years of working out wow. and I've dropped 20, a little over 20 pounds, not wow. working out now. I can't say I don't do anything. Right. However, um, my workouts look like this. Like yesterday I went on a hike with my husband and I've been going like hiking, go for like one or two miles, go do yard work do some push-ups in the house. Um, when we were in Texas, we just moved from there. We went to CrossFit a couple of times, but I didn't have any specific training plan anymore. I just, what I found was once you have adrenal fatigue, it's really easy to go back into that. Mm -hmm. And I had started working out again, probably in 2013 towards the end when I was feeling fantastic. And within about three weeks, all of a sudden I felt exhausted again. Exactly. And I was like, Ooh, I'm pushing it too much. Yeah. So the, the great thing that came out of all of this was that I learned to listen to my own body and realize that if I'm getting tired again, I need to pull back. Right. And so I joined a gym and then I was like, oh, pushing it, can't. Right. And then I go back and then I decided no more than three days a week for me. And that's how it's going to go. But right now we moved and we're in an amazing place and there's lots of outdoor things I can do. So I don't feel the need to buy a gym membership at this point. I My body's looking and feeling better than it has in the last four years and I haven't had to kill myself to do it, which I would much rather have. <laughs> and I think that's so important too, so, is even, even the four year mark, like, like that's so yeah. big. And most people, you know, like I think a lot of people can maybe hear your, the before story, you know, the, hear the pre and hear the post and yeah. kind of feel like, you know, like, Oh, well, yeah, I, I don't mind eating more and working out less, but, but the four year part, I think, sure most people would kind of, you know, they lose patience during that time because we, yes. um, you know, a lot of times we, we teach what, you know, we call it a, a reset and that's essentially what we tell people to do. Like, you know, take your calories back yeah. up to like maintenance level and, and just yeah. relax, you know, stop doing, you yeah. know, the super, super intense workouts, go for walks, you know, just like literally take your life back because right now it's, you know, this is overwhelming your life. And I think in the beginning, yep. it seems like it's okay, but you know, it's kind of like four weeks go by, six weeks go by there. And they're like, so can, can I work out now? Can I do, because I, I, I think, yeah. you know, and it's like, and you just start yeah. getting that anxiety. Like I need to be doing some big grand gesture yes. to make this happen faster, you know? And that, yeah. well, I thought it was so important to bring you back on, you know, two years later from when I interviewed you, from what you're saying, it was already two years in yep. the journey. You know, because yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people well, go through those same things. Oh, the hardest part was more mental than physical because mentally you think you should be doing something and then you're following all these people online, watching all these workout tips and you're like, Oh, I need to do this. Oh, and you're following everybody. And honestly, I had to take like a social media cleanse. I deleted and unfollowed all of the fitness people that I used to follow. Mm -hmm. I deleted people who were posting diet stuff because that wasn't right for me in the moment. Right. And the more I followed it, the more I would go back into the trap. And I was just, it shouldn't have taken me four years. Now, I will say it probably will take most people about two, which is realistic. Right. 
But I remember at the beginning when somebody said it might take me two, I was like, I can't, I can't, this can't happen for two years. There's no way. Well, if I had just relaxed and listened, it probably would have only taken two instead of four. And so I think that it's so important that we not get wrapped up in a timeline because we think we're in control, but your hormones are in control and your body's in control. When your mind's out of control, the rest of you is out of control. Oh my God. So you're like, it's such an illusion. (laughs) (laughs) It's such an illusion that we have the control. And well, we I have one of those that mentality, you know, the, the microwave mentality, yes. we want it yeah. like now. So even if someone says like, you yeah. know, well, it took me this long, you're thinking like, there's no way I can wait that long, but the time is going to pass anyway, you know? And often I, I, anyway. I tell people Absolutely. that it's like, it's almost like getting, it's like going to college, you know, every time you change your major, you add a year. And so I think that's what a lot of people do right, right. on their healing journey, you know, like you kind of get a yeah. little ways into it and then you're like, maybe I need to try that. And then maybe I need to try that. And every new thing yes. that you chase after to make it come faster actually adds on time. <laughs> that's so good. That's such a good analogy. And the truth, completely the truth, because I tried so many things at the beginning, the first two years, it was like. I basically tried to diet my way out of it. Well, dieting was what got me into it. It wasn't going to get me out of it. I had to do something completely drastic, a 180, and I had to change everything. The mindset that got me into it was not going to get me out of it. And so to reverse all that was pretty tricky, but you're so right. It just added time. Now, looking back, if somebody told me it'd take four years, I probably would have been like, I'm just going to kill myself because this is not going to happen. But now what amazes me is that I've lost over 20 pounds in the last two years doing nothing, (laughs) eating spaghetti and carbs, drinking margaritas once a week. I mean, like, I can't complain about that. And now I'm relaxed about it. Right. I am enjoying my life. And I realized too, that all this identity I had that was wrapped up in my body and what I do, I had to realize like, my husband loves me for me. He didn't, I mean, I'm, yeah, he liked my butt when we met, but whatever. <laughs> like, it's not all about my body. <laughs> right. Um, and we laugh together. We have fun together. He doesn't care if I am in a size seven or a size five. Like he's not looking at the inside of my tags exactly. and my family and friends have seen me in all different times and places. And our bodies are temporary. Mm-hmm. I'm only getting older. I'm only going to get saggier. And exactly. you know, this so but then there's like, oh, right. there's, hair and there's a new wrinkle that, you know, and right. something new to worry exactly. about. <laughs> yeah. And so I think, I think that it was, you can bring up the husband, you know, because I think we really drag our husbands like through it when we're going through our, like, you know, like I have to do this. I have to do this. He doesn't look at me this way. He probably doesn't think I'm sexy anyways. And Oh, don't look at, you know, and, and we create this like image that we think they have of us when they don't even have it. Right. You know, so I think that's, they don't care. They just want to see you naked no matter how you look. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what else I'll tell you? I just, I just got an email last week from a concerned boyfriend or fiance. And he was like, Hey, I saw one of your interviews on, I don't know what site he saw it on, on adrenal fatigue. And he's like, my girlfriend is getting in a competition and I hate seeing her so obsessed and this and that. And he's reaching out to me going, what can I do about my girlfriend? And these right. guys are like, look, honey, I love you already. I loved you how you were before. Right. Now you have this obsession that I, it's like, 
I actually liked you better before because you weren't so obsessed and you right. were actually into me. You're relaxed and we so, can go to a movie and we can, you know, and we can sit on the couch. Yeah. And ice cream or whatever it is. Like, you know, they miss that. Totally. You know, we take that away from them totally. and wonder why they're so, you know, because I actually just did a series with my husband about like why husbands don't support wives like when they're on diets you know like why won't he get on right. board with my healthy lifestyle and that's one of the things that we discussed right. you know and he's like you know they you're changing you're changing the game up you know there's this way that you used to connect right suddenly you're like excluding them and like and then mad like why won't you get on board and it's like well, you're becoming a different person <laughs> you know right right that's that's really good, actually. And I think it's super important and critical is that the relationship aspect changes. Right. And I used to see so many girls in that like really were in the fitness scene lose their marriages because right. suddenly they were just all about one thing. And it's hard to say. I mean, there's so many... I think that the competition can create eating disorders and breed them, but it also can just exacerbate what was already there. Right. Um, and it's easy to say, like, I wish you would just eat ice cream again. But when you're in the middle of it, like, I remember thinking, I wish I could too. Like, I wish I didn't have these obsessive thoughts all the time. Mm -hmm. I wish I could just go out and have a burger and not think about it. Because I remember being around food and all I would do is, like, add up calories in my head and think about what I have to do to get rid of this and how much I'm going to have to work out. And so I couldn't enjoy it and couldn't be around people and couldn't be around food. And... I had to work through all that mental stuff. I had to get through that through just hypnosis, through affirmations, through meditation, through reading books, through just a process of doing it. I remember the first time when I just started to eat without measuring because I had measured my food for like seven years. So to use a food, to stop using a food scale, that was causing a lot of anxiety. I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't know how much this is, but I had to, what, what got me through it was I remembered when was the last time that I could just eat food without thinking about it. And I thought like when we're kids, you just literally, you kind of just eat when you're hungry and you stop because you want to play right. and you just fill up your plate, right. eat it. And then you go. And I was like, wow, it's probably one of the last times. Cause I started becoming obsessed with food and calories and stuff when I was about 13. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted so badly to just be there again. And so I really worked hard on that and it's not easy. It's definitely not easy, but it's worth it. Right. And I think that's, that's a big part of it is that so many, <laughs> bless you. <laughs> I think that it's such a huge part of what we're doing because so many of us start so young, you know? And so, you know, we get into, yeah. by the time you're like late twenties, thirties, you know, and a lot of my clients are, you know, early forties even. And so it's so hard to understand, like we're trying to, you know, unravel a mindset that started maybe 20 years ago you know, maybe longer. Totally. And we're so into totally. really hard to, to backtrack and th and not think at every turn, like, well, maybe if I just add a little bit more cardio or I should probably drop my, you know, and it's so hard to not yeah. go back to that when you feel like something's going wrong. And I remember, um, totally it was an interview you did, um, on Beck's channel. Maybe it was probably around the same time uh -huh. as when we talked and I remember you saying like it all started yep. in, like the day after that last competition. I think you said you ate like a, a half a cup of oats and like a potato. Four ounce sweet and potato and, and a half cup of oats. Yep. Like that is crazy. Uh, yep. and the day after my competition. Yeah. And because you yep, gained I ate so fast, it's like potato. you start going on that roller coaster. Yep. <laughs> yes. I ate half cup oats, a four ounce sweet potato. I gained eight pounds in a day. And I was like, 
oh my gosh, I can't eat carbs. So then I went back like going, okay, I wasn't eating carbs. But then the logical part of me was like, it was oats and a sweet potato. That doesn't make sense. So I should eat it. And I just went back and forth on this. Maybe I need to do no carbs. Maybe I need to do keto. Maybe I need to do paleo. I don't, you know, you just start right. second guessing, Yeah, which is another reason why I think it would be a big deal for Yes. And then if you change things up so much, you don't know what's working and what's not. Exactly. You know, exactly. so you have to stick with one thing. Like you said, I love what you said is like get a maintenance calories and just eat that for a while because you have to just like reset your whole body and metabolism. I super believe in that. And I think, I think a big part is just trusting yourself. Yeah. I think people don't trust that their bodies are going to do what they're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Like our bodies are made to digest and create energy. And I, for so long had manipulated it and made my body do what I wanted it to. I didn't trust that my body would do what it was supposed to do. Right. And I finally relinquished that control. You know what? My body has kept me alive this far. It probably knows what to do if I just let it do what it needs to do. And I used to think if I don't control my food, then I will just eat everything because I'm always hungry. Well, when I actually let myself do what I needed to do, suddenly I wasn't hungry and I wasn't thinking about food all the time. But I remember a time where I thought about food 24 seven mm -hmm, and that exactly. is not keeping up my headspace. anymore. And I think that is, that's what so many people deal with. That's why they don't, they're like, I can't add this stuff back in. You don't understand if I add it in, I will never stop eating it. And you know, and I told them like, I yeah. remember being like that about certain foods. And it's like, but once yeah. you kind of know that it's not going anywhere, you, you, you lose that. You're yeah. not so like, oh my gosh, I have to eat this because it's there. You know, like I can eat this at any yep. time. So therefore I don't necessarily need to eat it. Yep. You know, like you start really discerning yeah. the food. And I, and I love what you said about really learning to trust your body because that's one of the things that blows people away, especially when we say, okay, eat at maintenance. And then, you know, so they start doing calculations and like, well, according to this, my maintenance should be, and they're like, there's no way that number is impossible. And it's like, no, that's, yeah. That's yeah. what your maintenance should be. It's just that we've gotten to right. where numbers like, you know, like 900 and 1100 are like normal. And it's like, that's not a normal number. Yes. There's no way you should be eating that much. No, no, no. And that's the thing too, is when we, we look at so many websites and we get so inundated with like all this information. So we're like, okay, 1200 calories. And then, oh, it's paleo. Oh, I need to take out this. Oh, I can't eat fat. Oh wait, I can't eat sugar pretty soon you're just second guessing every little thing you do and you feel like everything you eat is a mistake and you can't you suddenly you're just you're bleh. it's just overload yeah. and this is why I say too, unfollow like find one or two people that you trust their advice follow them mm -hmm. don't follow every single food blog you can and every single because you're gonna get so much different yeah. advice that you're gonna make yourself insane and yeah, and then, you know, follow people who are smart and talk about good nutrition. Don't just follow the random fitness model who's on a fitness competition diet and posting their fitness competition diet and think that's exactly. the way you got to go because that's for a completely different thing. Right. And it's for a temporary thing, you know, like that's, I think yes. that's part, it's a huge part of the problem is that, you know, with the social media now, which we love it, but you know, yeah. with everything being everywhere so much has filtered into the regular culture you know so you have you know your mm -hmm. your average housewife you know trying to follow a bikini competitor's diet or you know do a right. competitor's workout plan and it's like that's not necessary for you or your lifestyle 
you know, and to even attempt yeah. to do it is, you know, you're doing something, what they're doing this for a temporary look, you know, for five, 10 minutes mm -hmm. on stage, you know, it's like, it's everything that they're doing yeah. down to these few minutes on stage. And we're doing it thinking that we will look like that picture forever, you know? And I think that right. that's where it right. comes in because you don't really know how to discern that, okay, a photo shoot body is not their all year body, you know, or their stage body. Totally. That's not, not how they totally. look, you know, like even like you said, yeah. like the next day after they eat their sweet potato, <laughs> that is not how they look. I mean, I've seen people, I have seen competitors gain 25 pounds overnight. I mean, it is, it happens. And it's just, it's crazy. People can look so different. And I remember my very first competition meeting a couple pros and they were overweight. And I was like, wait a second. I've seen pictures. That's the same person. Mm -hmm. And it's such a facade. You just have no idea what certain people look like when they're in shoot shape. And some people stay in shape year round. There's people right. who do, right. but it's very, it's not always ideal. You have to have a certain but level of body. As a woman, you have to be very the difference in how a lot of people look totally. in the off season because I know that that I fell totally. into that trap too. Maybe the first time, you know, the first couple of times I saw someone that was not in season, and you know, and my first thought was negative. You yeah. Know, which now I feel bad when I think because now when I see someone that's out of season, yes. you know, I let it go. But my first thought is like, yeah. what? They do not look like that. You know what I mean? Like you look a lot less ripped. Than yeah. on that picture you know and it's like yep. it's kind of condemning but it's reality yes. like that's they can't look like that all year round and we shouldn't expect to yeah you know and I think that's where a totally. lot of problems lie is that you have just the average person shooting for that cover model look that it's it's not going to happen even if it does it's for like that long you know Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. I remember that too and I feel guilty now I remember just judging and I remember hearing some pros complaining about how they had all this hard time gaining weight after and I was like I will never do that like I won't binge and then all of a sudden it was happening to me exactly. because I literally thought that they were just lying I was like oh they're binging they're lying mm -hmm. about their food you know what I'm gonna you know I stayed in shape for three and a half years so I thought this is easy how do they just say they're blowing up after shows well it happens and sometimes it happens after one show right some people it takes three so years that you said that like for you it was three years and yeah you know, how many people like because I think like I'm, I'm starting to see now how many of the parallels are in the non you know competitive world just from you know clients and all the people that I've dealt with over yeah. the years and I think it's that same trap that the average dieter even falls into. The first few times, it's fine. Yes. So there's no one that can tell you, like, oh, yes. this is damaging what you're doing right now because they're like, I look good. What are you talking about? Or every time I do this, it works. It's, and, you know, it's like, it works. Uh -huh. It doesn't work if you gain it back. <laughs> that means it didn't work. Yeah. Yep. And so I, well, like, what you Yes. And I remember having clients. Yeah, and I remember having clients, too. They're like, hey, every time I went on this diet, it worked, but it's not this time. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, yeah, it, you are so, so right, and I never actually connected that. But the average dieter, it, it is like that. They'll do something that worked when they were 18, mm -hmm. and they do it again, and then, like, the third time it doesn't work or fourth time it doesn't work, and they're like, okay, now i got to do something different, hire a trainer, hire a nutritionist. Well, it's because they've been on this yo-yo their whole life, and it's right. just – 
your metabolism is like, screw you. Exactly. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, we already been through this. I know what you're going to do after this. So I'm right. going to try it. Uh -huh. exactly. You know? And so I uh -huh. think it's, it's, it's really hard because like I said, at first it was something that you, you saw mostly in one arena. And I think even though everybody kind of knew about it there, you know, like in the competitive world, you know, it's kind of like, okay, some people blow up afterwards or they, you know, they have these like cheat days that turn into cheat weeks or, you know, and all these things that would happen with all the right. and stuff in one arena that, but it was separated for so long from the average yeah. dieter perspective. And so I know that like, totally. even when this first started, most of what I was presenting to people was based on, you know, figure and bodybuilding. And so they're like, but I'm not a bodybuilder that doesn't apply to And it's like, no, you don't understand. It's the, right. doing the same thing just on, you know, it's on a different scale, but they're expecting the same thing. You know, they, you diet down for a wedding or for, you know, your beach totally. yep. whatever, you know, vacation. Yep. Yeah. And then you gain it back. And then when the totally. time comes, you diet down again. And so it's the same thing. Like you're, you're cutting and bulking you may not be, you know, putting on muscle during your bulk, but you're essentially doing the same thing and you start going through that yo-yo to the point where it just doesn't work anymore. And what you went through with the, it's so true. you know, and it's like, and I just say it's, that's where we're yeah. it's like crack, you know, you get addicted. It's like that first high, you know, of dieting yep. it works so well yep. that you just spend the rest of your life chasing it. And it's never the same. <laughs> it's never as good totally. as the time, but yeah. it is. It's never this. Yeah. It's never the same. And we're always, we always seem to do it for a deadline, right? There's a vacation coming up. There's this coming up. So we set ourselves up to fail because we're trying to do it really strict and harsh and fast. Right. So we're trying to drop 20 pounds in three weeks, which is never a good thing. So yeah, it took me two years to lose 20 pounds, but I didn't do anything crazy. Could I have done it in two months? Maybe like if I was healthy, maybe, you know, maybe somebody can, somebody can lose 20 pounds in probably 10 days. Mm -hmm. but I would have probably gained it back. The fact that it's taken me this long, I'm not worried about gaining it back. Like I am so steady. I'm like, it's all good. And I'm, you know what else? I accepted myself at the higher weight. So I got to the point where I'm like, you know what? This is where I'm going to be. This is my, what I got to deal with. I'm going to yeah. have to love myself now. And as I've dropped, I don't, my self-worth isn't wrapped up in it. I'm not like, okay, I'm much better now. Like now I can go out in public. And I did that for a while. I didn't want to be seen on video. I didn't want to be seen in public. I'm like, I'm not going to go in public at this weight. I'm not going to go out to social events at this weight. I don't want people to see me at this weight. Well, guess what? You can't just only go out when you are at the perfect weight. It's not like people are walking around with a scale going, well, let's see how much you weigh. You can, can't come to the party. You lose five pounds. Exactly. And yeah, there's going to be people. There might be people who judge you. There might be people who leave and go, whoa, did you right. see Danny? She's put on some weight. Whatever. They don't know what's happening with right. you. It doesn't right. matter. And your real true friends are going to love you no matter what. And you don't need to explain yourself. So I finally just accepted it. This is where I am right now. I made some videos. I talked about it. And I didn't know whether I was going to ever lose it or not, honestly. Um, so the fact that it's slowly coming off is fantastic. Mm -hmm. But it's... I'm still okay. I still the am worthy whether before. I am or not. The mindset. Absolutely. You know, and I, I think, think it has to. Like, I love that you, that you said that because, you know, often that's what I'll tell clients. Like, you're, you're waiting for the physique change, but you need to make the mental change because 
I'm across the board, especially because now, uh, because of me doing this, I pretty much, that's the type of client that I specialize in the client that's, they come, it's after they yep. tried everything else because especially because of my stance, yep. no one's going to come to me for the quick fix because I'm going to tell them, Oh, you know, well maybe in a year, two, three, you know, and nobody wants to hear that. So I get the like, yep. okay, yep. this is yep. my last resort. I can't, you know, tell, give me what you got. That's the kind of, right, right. Get, you know, and because of that, yep. I can come to them honestly and say, like, I have not seen since I've started working with solely like yo-yo dieted, you know, like crashed metabolism type clients. Mm -hmm. I've never seen it where the physique changes come before the mental changes. I just haven't First. seen it, you know, totally. and so I tell them like, your, totally. your body's going to take as long as your mind needs, you know, and that's the way that I yep. feel because until they're truly willing to accept it and it's almost like when they finally have that, like, you know what, this is just what I weigh and I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to focus on getting stronger or I'm just going to focus on, you know, when they start focusing on, I'm just going to play with my kids and enjoy my yeah. husband and all these things. Then the rest starts happening. They look up in a year and they're like, Oh wow, this is kind of loose. And you know, and it's, it, I've never seen yeah. it any other way. And it's, even though I can tell someone that ahead of time, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I just want to see the physique changes, but it will, it doesn't matter. It's not totally on board that the changes happen. So I love that you yeah. brought that up. It's, it's just so true. I mean, in all the clients I've ever trained, it was the people who, made a shift in their mind, whether it was just a decision to not tolerate being unhealthy. So maybe they just were unhealthy and didn't need to lose the weight. Um, or they just, and they believed that they could, and they were okay with where they were at. Like the people who had a lot of self-hatred and like, I can't stand where I'm right now. I have to lose it. Like the desperation to lose it yeah. fast. Yeah. That almost, that would almost exacerbate the stress, increase mm -hmm. the cortisol and completely keep you from losing it. So the stress and desperation of needing to do something right away, it's like, Instantly, it's almost like a like guaranteed plan. <laughs> exactly. I'm yep. like, yep, for sure. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yep. Like, know, hmm. me, me and you could talk about this like all day. I want to, um, totally. A lot of the fam had questions that they want me to ask you. So I do want to try to get some of these in before I get you off because I posted. All right, let's find two. Okay. Um, someone Ooh. asked. How do you know if you have metabolic damage and how do you find that sweet spot of how many calories you should be eating? I've tried the extreme of both and nothing seems to give a few years ago. It wasn't near as hard to drop pounds. So I'm going to address first the end of that is that <laughs> it sounds like you've been trying too hard. I would say I would even let go of the amount of calories. Quite honestly, I don't count calories at this point. I am not... I stopped paying attention to that because I just needed to eat. And so this is kind of crazy and it might feel scary just to even hear it. And I like would have anxiety, but when I was at the point where I was gaining so much, no matter what I did. And I said, screw it. I went out and I like binged on bags of raisins, like those chocolate caramel things. I ate like three bags a day. Mm -hmm. But the funny thing is, is after like four days, I was like, oh, I should another. I was like done. And then there were some other things I ate, you know, like I had pizza and I was like, oh, stuffed myself. And then it's spaghetti. But then after all of that, my body, this comes to trusting yourself, my body started just regulating how much I needed. And I stopped eating six meals a day. 
Um, I didn't do every three hours. I just kind of ate whenever I felt like I needed to. Some of my meals were way bigger than I normally ate, but then I wasn't hungry for a few more hours. So now I probably average three to four meals a day. Um, I don't count any calories. I just go by how I feel. Sometimes I'm like have a massively huge, like I'm starving. I don't know why. And I'll just eat. And sometimes I just don't. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, it wasn't easy. It wasn't one of those things where I just was like, let me try to up my calories. I did that. I tried that. I tried that for two years. I tried to just up my calories and go, okay, I'm going to eat more. But it was still the obsession. I had to just let it all go. So I don't know what's going to work for this person. I would just go to like 2000 and stay and just stay there. You just have to stay there. You have to maintain. Right. Here's what I think is success. If you're maintaining, if you're eating a lot and maintaining and not gaining, that's still success. You're still trying to lose. That's the wrong mindset. That's the wrong mindset. Yes. You need to just eat a lot and maintain. If you're maintaining, right. you're doing good. Exactly. When I stopped gaining, when I stopped gaining, I was happy. What? That's that's <laughs> um, and the other question. <laughs> right, right. Um, and you need to be there for a long while before you can lose again, especially if you do have metabolic damage. Now, the other question is, how do you know? <sighs> Google Doctor um, Doctor Wilson. There's like a test. This is not a lab test or anything, but it's pretty damn accurate in my, like, he asked so many questions, like, have you moved in the last year? You know, do you have a stressful job? All of these things. You will, I will just say this. If you think you do, if you have a lot of stress in your life, if you don't get a lot of sleep, if you've been trying to do all of the things that seem right, you've been following everything and nothing's working, you probably do. Mm -hmm. I would say most of and if you just had a baby, if you have a kid under three years old and you're a mom, you probably do. So if you're doing all of the things that are quote unquote right, you're eating less and moving more and nothing's budging and it doesn't matter what you do, there's a good chance. And so there's a good chance you just need to relax and just like stop everything. Cortisol is crazy. Cortisol just kills. It kills your hormones, your sex hormones, your thyroid, everything. So you need to just like take a deep breath, take a chill pill, go have some fun, throw the scale out the window for a while. And look in the mirror, like look in the mirror, mirror in your eyes and go, who am I? Like, I'm still a good person. I still have an awesome personality and people love me no matter what I look like. And I think that's what you need to focus on more than the scale. The scale does not tell you your worth, does not tell you how beautiful you are. Throw that shit out. And I know it seems crazy, but that's my best advice. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. You know I love it, <laughs> but I wanted to give you time to talk. You're like, okay. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. you, had, you had thyroid issues? Because there was a question about thyroid. I'm not sure if how comfortable you are with answering yeah. the thyroid questions. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I don't even understand it, so maybe you do. <laughs> okay. Um, she says that she's hypo. Uh, I hate taking my, uh -huh. my Levo. I don't know if that's a... Medication. Levothyroxine. Uh-huh. Lost 70 pounds on Levo, gained 24 back. Um, the first 10 was in a week, and it never came off. Uh, calories, high or low? Strength I strength trained and was told not to do – oh, and was told to do easy cardio. But she said, help, my clothes don't fit, I don't sleep, and my doctor thinks it's all in my head. Uh, number one, I just hate doctors. So – very possibly. So this is what happens. I've been on thyroid medication for quite a while. Um, initially, when all this started, 
I knew something was wrong, gained a lot of weight. All of the symptoms were of hypothyroid. So I thought, okay, cool. Once I get on pills, that's going to fix everything. I gained 30 pounds overnight. I get on thyroid. I'll lose it all. Well, I was on thyroid medication and nothing changed. So what happens with adrenal fatigue is you have your body is producing so much cortisol, eventually it just can't anymore. So it starts to steal, it's called pregnenolone steal, and it steals basically other pieces of hormones from your thyroid to make more cortisol. So you start to have uh, low thyroid as secondary to the adrenal. So you can get thyroid pills and medication, but if you're not addressing the adrenal stuff, you're not gonna lose anything. So very possibly you can have adrenal issues as well. Um, now, let's just say it is only thyroid. You need to find out if you have Hashimoto's because if you have Hashimoto's, then you need to adjust your diet accordingly. Hashimoto's is a um, autoimmune, basically you're self-attacking your own thyroid. Mm -hmm. So a good anti-inflammatory and autoimmune diet would be really important in that case. So the thyroid is so tricky, but I would say in that case that you took your pills and then you stopped and you gain weight back and you haven't been able to since, I would imagine that you have an underlying adrenal issue and that I would rest and I would see a holistic doctor instead of an endocrinologist. As much as I think medicine and doctors are fantastic, there are not enough doctors who even believe this is an issue. And I went to right. too many people where I left crying because they were like, it's all in your head, you're fine, your labs are perfect. And I'm like, I am not fine. Something is wrong. I know something is wrong. I know my body. So for that person, I would say, See um, my friend, Fran Sussman, sussmanholistic.com. She's fantastic. Dr. Tammy Mariglia, she just wrote a book called The Hormone Secret or The Hormone Cure. Okay. You can, you can, both of these people, Dr. Tammy, you can Google, Fran Sussman, you can Google, they both Skype. Tammy is fantastic with hormones and she's a doctor, so she can order labs and stuff, but find someone else, find someone else. <laughs> okay, good, love it. Okay, I have someone else that asks, what are your thoughts on keto? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's my answer. <laughs> you see, I threw that one at you. I'm like, <laughs> well, here's my thoughts. I've already, I've already placed my thoughts out there. So most of these questions are things that, that I've already answered, but they wanted me to ask you. So it's very interesting to see how many of them actually align. So yeah, good, yeah. good. I want to, I want to be, I want to let someone else say their thing too. So it's not just like, Kiki said, you know, right, right. <laughs> well, here's the thing. A lot of this is kind of just like one of those things. Keto worked for me. Keto worked for me. It's like, great. It can work for you short term. That is actually the diet I was on that threw me into this bullshit. So basically, I was on a ketogenic diet for like nine months straight. And then as soon as I ate carbs, that's when it all started happening. So I am definitely anti-keto. Also, your body needs carbohydrates. Your brain functions on carbs. I think that it's, it can work for weight loss, right? It's not a long-term solution, though. Mm -hmm. So you want fast weight loss. You want to screw your body up fantastic have at it like if you just need to drop some pant sizes i don't recommend it right. um i just don't think that's no right. my answer is just <laughs> right right and that's that's really a hard one because that's another one that when when you're in it it's like you cannot convince a person that that's not working you know like we've had um right a person that I worked with in the past and she's actually a trainer now you know so she was like doing her own thing and i remember seeing yeah. her posting 
on Instagram that she was doing keto and like all I wanted to do was like oh my gosh no you know but it's like one of those things that most people like they have to go through it in order to really understand yeah. and it was and it was really sad to watch but she did you know and ultimately she um right. she she lost a ton of weight and all her posts was like oh my gosh best shape ever I've never looked this great in my life like you know and everything was like all about everybody needs to do this and then like a few months later it was like oh my gosh I just gained 10 pounds I'm yeah. up 12 pounds I'm you know and it was like yeah. and that's that's really hard to watch somebody go through that, especially yeah. when you know at the beginning what's about to happen. But it's like you said, if right. it's like something that she was trying to do really quick, but there was no, there was no reason for it. It was just, right. she wanted to lose the last and like five pounds and ended up gaining 12 back. Yeah. So. That, that's what's frustrating is people, when they ask, what do you think about stuff? They're like, they're kind of asking, does it work? Well, yeah, it right. works, but what are we working? Like what, for how long? Like, if you had seen me the day of the show, that was the best I ever looked in my last competition. Mm -hmm. I looked amazing. I was like, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, four years later, I don't think it was that awesome. Was well, it worth it? it later. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. So it's just one of those things. It's like, you just, and some people do just want the shortcut, right? They're just like, I don't care. Just tell me, does it work? I'm like, fine. Yeah just don't come crying later when then you try to do it again and it doesn't work the next time because eventually it's going to stop working yeah. and it will. And that's, and that's my, my big thing is that if you, if you can't keep it up for life, you know, like why start? Right. Because eventually right. when you, it's like the HCG. you stop doing that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like people were doing HCG and it's like, uh, I could go off on that too. If that's a question, I'll just tell you right now. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it is. There actually was one on there about that, which I don't even know why anyone would ask me that because I'm like all about the food. Like, oh. No one ever ask me about HCG. That one's even worse. <laughs> that one's way worse. It is. It is. And it's hard. I don't even go on that one. I'll go off on a rant. Okay. Well, then we'll come back. We'll do another session. Yeah. <laughs> Just about HCG. <laughs> okay. Let me see. There's someone who says... Uh, I'm struggling too with no change in the clothes, no matter the calorie intake or the cardio or the weight or rest. Like they want to know, like, do I do cardio? Do I do weights or do I rest? I've gone to the doctor and he says, I'm more fit than 90% of his patients. Well, you have a lot of overweight patients then, I guess. And she said, uh, she <laughs> no, um, hypo and now hormone therapy, but nothing is working. So probably without knowing her exact story my first thought would say it would be to rest longer and that's probably something that they wouldn't want to hear but i think we go well I, I took it i mean i literally had this conversation with somebody she's like well i didn't work out for three days i'm like that's not resting right. take off right listen this is what i usually tell people take off two weeks they always panic but what I really want them to do is take off at least two months. Exactly. Two months. Exactly. It's a long amount of time. This isn't for normal. This isn't for everybody. This is for somebody who's done every single thing they can. They're not losing. They're exhausted. They have all these things. You need to actually just completely stop. Mm -hmm. That is, it's one of those things that's hard to wrap your mind around. If you must do anything, which you, you don't, there's no must. You don't have to do anything. But you can walk. You can go to yoga. You can take lots of deep breaths and you could have lots of sex, but no, <laughs> nothing else. 
I think the husbands would like this. They're going to see background like this. Yes. <laughs> it's marriage therapy as well. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. Okay. So I love that. And that's why I wanted to make sure that I had you on because I, I love your perspective and you know, and even though it's, it's starting to become more talked about in the industry, there's still not a lot of people that are taking stances on it and also, you know, combining the, the mentality aspect, which is so huge. Yeah. And that's why I love the direction that you're going with DannyJ.com because that is going to be super awesome. Thank and you. you're also doing a lot of, you, are you working with entrepreneurs and stuff now too? What is, how's that going? I am. Well, the funny, yeah, the funny thing was, is that probably around well, 2013 or so, I was getting a lot more inquiries about how am I building my business with clients and more like other trainers were like, how are you making money online? How are you doing this online? So one of my girlfriends and I, we were both getting a lot of inquiries and we were like, well, let's just put a course together and tell everybody what we do. So we basically created this online program called Social Academy. We launched it a couple times and we're actually relaunching it again at the end of this month. But there were strategies and things that I learned along the way to where I was no longer even training people in person anymore. It was completely online. And then I started doing online clients and then finding other ways to make money online that were serving my clients and reaching more people at the same time. And ultimately, my goal has always been to reach and help the largest amount of people. And I love working one-on-one -on -one with individuals, but I could only help one person for that one hour right. of the day. And I wanted to reach more. So... The, the internet is an amazing way to do that, especially if you have a big message and a great story. And so I started working with a lot more people on building a brand and a personality online and using Facebook, Instagram, Periscope now, Pinterest, all of the things yes. <laughs> online. <laughs> There's so many things, but one of the things is you don't have to be everywhere. You just need to be right. where your audience is. So I'm not on LinkedIn because it's not where my audience is, but there's people who make a ton of money using LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So I just share those strategies and I do individual coaching, but then also our social academy course, which is a group course. And it's very awesome because we have an online Facebook group and all of the people have, they work together, they collaborate and we've made a lot of cool collaborations. And we've had a couple of people in our group who had a full-time corporate gig and quit and now they're doing their stuff full-time. So that's really exciting. That really is. And I, I love what you guys are doing. I was actually watching um, you guys yesterday on Periscope <laughs> when you were Periscoping. Yeah, Google. yeah. <laughs> and I just yeah. I so Periscoping awesome. my Google Hangout. I know. That was so cool. You've done that twice now, right? You did that with Super uh -huh. too. I love yep. that because then you get to see both sides of the conversation even when you're not. I don't even know where you ended right. up at it. <laughs> but I just, I think it's great because of the environment that you guys are creating. You know what I mean? It's, it's a supportive environment and not just because like not yeah. only in fitness, but in so many things, you know, women are always like, you know, like what is she doing? And yes. it's all about being better than the other woman and not lifting each other yeah. up. So I think it's important, you know, like I, I've noticed it with, clients you know I try to get them together more so it's like you know you're not alone in this there's someone else right here that's going through the same thing let's get together and let's build each yeah. other up you know and talk each other off the ledge when you want to go and you know eat less or you know get on the treadmill again or right. whatever and so I love that that's what right. you guys are doing with the businesses you know what I mean especially because I'm sure it's with your background you probably attract a lot of people that were either in fitness before too, or are, you know, like a lot of trainers and stuff like that too. So I think it's great because then they can take that back 
into the industry where we need it. We just need to like get and sprinkle that, totally. that, you know, and the supporting each other mentality. It needs to be everywhere. So I love that you're helping other people, people like me. So maybe I need Yes. <laughs> no, totally. I mean, I feel like, you know, I, I worked one-on-one -on -one with my clients for years and years, and then I started doing online and then group online and I can still only reach a certain amount. Like I can only have a certain size group. Well, if I can reach other trainers who have their own groups, then basically it's just like planting seeds and just letting it go out and out. Right. So you can have such an amazing influence by influencing other influencers. And I have a big heart for trainers because I know I met so many amazing trainers who didn't get the marketing aspect and couldn't make a living at what they were amazing at and really, right. you know, just talented at but they weren't getting clients because they didn't know how to attract the clients that they well, needed. So ultimately being they a trainer, would get a real job or something. Being a trainer yeah. is a lot like being a teacher. You know, I mean like right. you don't do it for the money. <laughs> and a lot of people don't know that. Right, you know? right. They get so passionate about it because, you know, fitness changes their life and they get into it and they're like, yes. I, I want to do this for a living. And they don't really like, yeah. you have to know that coming into this. And that's yeah. why you need people that are, you know, that are there like you to help them to be able to, because if they can make enough to, to live off of in this, yep. then they can continue doing it. They can continue changing lives, you know? Exactly. And I, I believe they should. I think trainers, especially people who are gifted and it's their calling, they need to make a living because we need them out there. We need them out there changing lives. And so I think that they need to have the skills to make money. And just because you're good at a skill doesn't mean you're good at another and marketing and business is a completely different skill than personal training. And so when you can just marry those two, it's beautiful because then you don't have to worry about paying your bills when you're trying to help people. That just changes the dynamic. Or of quitting, you end up quitting your passion because you're just like, okay, I can't do this anymore. And you go and do something where you're not helping anyone. You know? yeah. and, it, and that makes me sad too when I see people that they have a great message and you know, they just kind of struggle along for a while. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, I'm, I'm not going to act like eat more to weigh less is like making a ton of money or anything either. Right, so right. Like you really, it's a labor of love. Like, you, yes. like I started out um, with a partner with eat yeah. more to weigh less, you know, and eventually it was, it was just too much. Like, it's like, yeah. you're just helping so many people and we're trying to do it all. Like just the two of us, you know, and right. like, like growing. Cause I think when, when you and I met, like we had our little group and it was like 11,000 or something. And yeah. More than doubled. And so one or two people, it's just not enough. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. But, but you want to help everyone. So that's yeah. why even with things like this, I wanted to like start putting up videos and, you know, different ways of spreading the message without you having to physically, you know, absolutely like email each individual person because it's so hard because you want to help yeah. that person. But that one response could have helped, you know, honey. So I, yeah, I, think it's, I think what you're doing is great. It's huge. And I love you and Bex. You guys are. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for having me on here and, and allowing me this opportunity. I just feel like, you know, I, I felt like when I was going through all that stuff that it was just the worst thing in the world and why was this happening to me? And I've been talking about this a lot on Periscope is that I don't believe anymore that things happen to you. I believe they happen for you. Right. And I think this happened for me because of the platform and influence I have to be able to share to people who don't have that. Because I remember thinking, why hasn't anyone talked about this? Mm -hmm. And I remember when I first made my YouTube video saying what was going on, I went to the Olympia and a couple of pros came up to me and they're like, Danny, I wish I could talk about this stuff. I like, I saw your video, but I can't because of who I am. Yeah. And I thought, 
because of who you are, like you're a pro, you should, because of who you are, you should be talking about it because you are the one who's making this, who's making people think that it's fine and it's not like Mm -hmm. there's more pros that are hurting than the people who aren't pros and they're trying to get to their pro card and that by the time they hit their pro card they never step on stage again because their body's messed up right so I just felt like all right if no one else is going to do it I'm going to do it and it's it was hard it's hard to talk about it's hard to go through it's hard to not have the answers I feel like I have a lot of the answers now but I'm still learning and I'm not going to say I know everything but I'm, I'm going to be the voice of it if I have right. to. And so. you have been. Your, your voice is so <laughs> instrumental in this movement, I think. Like, when you really take it back to when people started actually talking about it again, it's that, like, metabolic damage and why I'm pissed off video. <laughs> yes, it is. I, I told, I'm telling you, I got so many messages after that video. And I remember, too, being so scared. When I, like, hit submit and publish that, I was freaking out. I was like, this is it. My life's over. Everyone's going to know. But I had to get it off my chest because I was angry. I just didn't want anyone else to go through it. And I had no idea how many people were. And then it became my mission to, I need to figure this shit out. Like, I got to get myself better so I can tell other people how to do it. And it took a long time. And it's been a, it's been a, it hasn't been a linear journey. It's been up and down and up and down. Ultimately, it's been up, but it's taken a lot of time. And it had a lot more to do with the emotional, mental stuff than I ever imagined you can't fix a physical problem without fixing the, this part first. And that's what we said earlier. And it's the truth. And so, you know, I hope what you guys all understand who are watching this is I'm not here to bullshit you or blow smoke up your ass and say, yeah, you know, like it's going to be easy. I don't want to discourage you by saying it's going to take a long time or be hard. However, I do want to encourage you to listen to your body and look at this as a blessing that maybe it's happening for you, not to you. And maybe ask your your inner guide or your self or your higher consciousness or whatever, what is this trying to teach me? And maybe it'll happen and turn around a lot faster when you start to ask yourself, what is this trying to teach me? And that's what I really want to leave people with. And to also know that there is something on the other side. There is happiness on the other side. You can lose the weight on the other side. It can all come together, but you got to let go of the attachment to the outcome right this moment for it to ever change. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much, Danny. So where can yes. everybody, I'm sure everybody's going to want to find you. After this yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Things up, but where can everybody find you right now? I can obviously. Yes. You. So right now, um, honestly, everything is changing. It's going to be dannyj.com. So if you go on Instagram and Twitter, it's Danny, D-A-N-N-Y, J dot D-O-T, com, C-O-M. So it's like spelled out, dannyj.com. that's a wrap thank you so much for joining me for another episode and make sure you keep in touch so whether that's through dms or email i would love to know what you felt about this episode or if you have topics that you'd like me to cover in future episodes you can dm me on facebook at em2wl or over on instagram at eat more number two way less or via email at info at eatmore 